But if you put the expectation of God that it's like, oh, they'll solve all my loneliness issues or they'll solve all these issues that I have, it's like you're putting them in a God position in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think first you're realizing, okay, like God needs to meet these needs and then I'm going to be- become love to those around me. Mm-hmm. Life Audio. Uh. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. My name is Caden. I'm your host of this podcast. And I just want to say welcome back to season two. I'm so excited that you are here. we got a lot of amazing things going on in season two that I'm really excited for you um, to be a part of. Some amazing guests coming on. But today we have a conversation with probably two of my favorite people in the entire world. And we have a lot of fun. And I hope it brings you a lot of revelation. Um, I'm excited for this conversation today. We have Dylan. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Bishop Long and Tracy, the walking Bible Campbell coming on the podcast today. These are two of my greatest friends in the entire world, two, two friends that um, they carry the revelation of friendship um, on, on a heavenly level uh, better than anybody I've met in, in probably in the entire world. And so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to what they have to share about friendship, how to make friends, how to be a good friends, red flags and friendship. Um, it's an amazing conversation. I believe you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be inspired and you're probably going to want to go make a bunch of friends when you leave this, uh, podcast, but let's jump right in. Wow. What's up boys. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Wow. Thank this you for is, having us. This is a big day. It's a huge day. It's a good day. Could be the best day of my life. Today's the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Will you rejoice? Says I'll be glad in it. Come on, somebody. Yes. Hey. Can you quote, you know what verse that is? I have no idea, but it's in, <laughs> I believe it's, it's in, in the Bible. first half of the Bible. Yes. It is. Good. Psalm 118. What verse? 24. Should, should we check him on that? I do want to, but <laughs> I, I, check him I on don't that. want to expose you publicly on the podcast. I think it's Psalms 118, 24. Psalm 118, 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice in it. He Come is on. correct. He did change to think, which I did begin to question, but you were right. <laughs> that Crazy. is wild. <laughs> 
Tracy Campbell is the walking Bible. He is. He really One of the is. most insightful men that I know when it comes to Scripture. Wow. He really is. I, would, I mean, you're one of the most amazing communicators when it comes to the Scriptures. Oh, wow. gas obsession? Come on. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Do, I love you. Do me. Uh, <sighs> All right, guys. So we're <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, uh, we love you. You combine both you. of us. Yeah, really well. you wow. encourage people in the Lord so well. Thanks. You're boys. a good friend. Some would say. You are. Myself, I would, I would be one of those. I would friend. say that. Well, what a good segue to talk about friendship today. Up. For the listeners today, we are talking about friendship, and the question is, how do I make friends? And it's a big question we're asking today. But I wanted to bring on some of my closest friends in the world because I thought it would be so much fun to talk about friendship as a group of friends. Um, and two people that I believe carry the revelation of friendship so well, because in order to be a good friend, in order to have good friends, you really do have to carry a heavenly revelation about what it looks like to be a friend um, through the lens of Jesus. And so it's it's not the same as being a friend through the world. And so I think these two men do it so well. Um, Dylan is one of the wisest and most fun people to be around in my life, and Tracy Campbell has truly changed my life with the revelation of friendship when I met him a few years ago. And so I'm just grateful for them to both being on here. And I'm excited to see what you guys have to say about friendship. Come on. I'm excited hey. for you to roast Tracy. Nope. We'll keep, it to, we'll keep it to a minimum. We'll keep it to a minimum. As a podcast, you know, topic about friendship, it would be imperative to convey that we actually love each other well. We do love each other. And, we do. We do. And Caden, it's great to be on you. Thank you, bro. I love you so excited much. To have and you. you're an amazing friend too. So I'm excited for what this podcast provokes and the questions that it brings up. Yeah, I yeah. think friendship is a really important topic. And I think Tracy mentions this a lot, and um, he's right. But it's a topic that, unfortunately, I think the church has ignored too much. Um, we tend to have the tendency to talk a lot about like romantic relationships mm-hmm. as being important. But I think friendships are equally important, if not more important, um, because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship and being lonely because you don't have any friendships. And so I think it's important for believers uh, across the board, whether you're married, whether you're single, um, whether you're searching for friends, or even if you have a good group of friends, to listen to this podcast today and glean from um, these gentlemen about what it looks like to be a good friend um, and how to carry a revelation of friendship that's going to be impactful for those people around you and in your life. We're so. going to glean from you, too, though. You have some great insight into friendship, I Well, I, I hope so. Boys, yeah. on the podcast, we always ask a big question, and today we're asking, how do I make friends? But in order to answer that question, we break it down to smaller questions, we deep dive, and we figure things out, but we always do it on the foundation of Scripture. And today we have a couple Scriptures I want to read, the first one being Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 12. Yeah, that's five verses. That's a lot. And we're, I mean, we're, we're a Bible-based podcast. I'm going to stay with you, though, for the whole five verses. Stay with yeah. me. I'm going to be engaged. Could you touch your neighbor right now and tell him stay engaged? Stay engaged. Come on. Stay, stay engaged. engaged. Hey, Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 12 says, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It all is so meaningless and depressing. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. That one's for you, Soup. But how can one be warm alone? That's a good point. Jesus <laughs> is the friend of sinners. It's and true. He is, he is yeah. our friend. Um, and it's important that we keep him in this conversation as we talk about friendship mm-hmm. here for him. But, the friend of sinners alone is a crazy verse because I think today— yeah. Christians that are friends of sinners are considered people that are backsliding. True. Mm-hmm. When Jesus himself modeled that. That's a side note. But it's crazy that he was like, he had that and he wasn't ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Never. So he had the ability to walk around. And today, I think in the church, like you're a friend of sinners means you're backsliding. Yeah. 
which is just an interesting take which away. is interesting because it is a place like we're called to be like you you preach uh, <clears throat> destined for darkness like it's just, like, a great message shout out shout out go this, check it out on youtube it's so good and you talk about that you talk about how if your light never goes into darkness then you're not using what it's meant for yeah and that's a big part of being a friend like jesus is being friends to everybody not mm-hmm. just the people that look like you come on um but let's pray and uh jump into a conversation about friendship today boys love it you want to pray bishop Oh, I would happily do that. Lord, we love you so much. Uh, we thank you that scripture says we love because you first loved us and mm, because yeah. you love us and have encountered us with your love. We can become love to those around you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're with us while we are recording this. And we ask that every listener and every viewer would experience you as we speak and they experience the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit, you would guide them and lead them into truth as they listen or watch this today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Big question, how do I make friends? But I think... In order to answer, how do I make friends? We have to understand what is a friend. Like, what does a friend look like? Uh, how does a friend walk? And more specifically, like, a friend who is modeling his life after the life of Jesus. Yeah. What does it look like to be a friend? Great question. I think my question becomes, obviously, our model is Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think taking something like this, which I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts of, like, what does that practically look like? Yeah. Like, what are some practical things that makes? Because I think sometimes <clears throat> we can make it so broad, like, Love the person as Jesus loved you, which is true and beautiful. But how do you break down to practical steps? Like, what does it look like to love somebody the way that Jesus um, loved us? For sure. So maybe go off to some like practical, and then we can throw it down. Totally. I think my initial response would be intentionality, yeah. because even when you look at the life of Jesus, he invited every disciple into a relationship with him, and so I think the invitation into relationship and friendship from the foundation of being intentional about pursuing someone is where I would start. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And I, you see that modeled in his life. Um, and so I think the intentional pursuit of people with the understanding of whether they come or go doesn't really change how you're going to view them and how you'll pursue people yeah. regardless yeah. is where I would probably start that conversation of what is a friend. It's a, it's a pursuer. Yeah. No, that's so good. You can see that in the life of Jesus. Like as he, even as he pursued like the disciples that he chose to walk for sure. with. He met every single one of them where they're at with the expectation of, like, of loving them. And I wonder if, like, if any of them would have said no. Right. He probably still would have loved them. And, yeah. Share and, your revelation on the yeah. communion. You yeah. have to. You like, have this to. is it. On, on the communion? This on is the, the alley-oop. <laughs> yeah, that was it. This is an alley-oop <laughs> That was a freebie. Please it was. Just yours. hit it. I'm trying to think of which one. Like, dip. Gives. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. That's a good one. I could have shared it myself, but I'll let you That's share That's right. It. You That's should right. have shared no, it and then that. at the end just quoted him. <laughs> That's Tracy That's Campbell. Tracy's understanding. <laughs> that is a powerful thought, though. It is. For sure it is. I would say, and thank you for, for that. I would say, well, one, John 13, one says that Jesus loved them until the end. So you look at like the life of Jesus, knowing what they would or wouldn't do, knowing that they would all scatter um, one would betray, one would deny, yet he loved them until the end. They couldn't do anything for him. Yeah. So I think that in and of itself is pretty surprising where like the reality of no expectation is that actually possible in the life of a believer in your relationships to not expect anyone to do anything for you, for you yeah. to be okay. And you do see it in the life of Jesus. I would also say like even in John 13 with um, with the Last Supper, it's really interesting like, Jesus knew that Judas would betray, mm-hmm. um, and yet and still, like, he dipped the bread into the wine and gave it to him, implying that, hey, my body and my blood is still for you, even though wow. I know you're about to betray me. Wow. And so a friend loving at all times, through all kinds of weather, like, I love a Proverbs 
It's 17 and 27. There's two, a couple of different verses in those particular chapters, but it says that a friend will love Bible. (laughs) Well, it says that friend, a friend loves at all times, you know, um, through all kinds of weather. And then another verse says that the wounds of the wounds of a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, and then even loving your enemies as well. Like even Judas, Jesus was still loving Judas, even knowing that Judas would betray. Like that's pretty significant when it comes to how we interact with people who might end up being an enemy per Mm -hmm. se to speak, or might end up you know, backstabbing, betraying. It's like all of these different um, these different possibilities of mm-hmm. how a relationship could potentially end, but it shouldn't change how you operate and engage with someone. Yeah. Just so based good. on Jesus' lifestyle. No, totally. I love that you said, like, a friend is a pursuer, and I yeah. think that's so important because I know we've talked before, <clears throat> excuse me, we've talked before about, like, friendship and what that looks like, and mm-hmm. you shared another revelation you have. I mean, guys, this guy just carries the revelation of friendship, like, Nobody I've ever met in my life. Like, there's a reason he has a million friends, um, and there's a reason why we're such close friends in relatively a short period of time knowing each other. It's true, yeah. And it's partially because I know how to be a good friend, but also this guy carries it so well and has imparted it into me and into Dylan and everyone around him. But one of the things we talked about once was the idea of loving people open-handed. Yeah. Because when you're loving people open-handed as a friend, you're pursuing somebody with no expectation of anything, receiving right. anything back. And that totally shifts the perspective of how you treat people and how you love For people. Sure. Because if you're just open-handedly giving love and friendship, <clears throat> then you're not looking to withhold and you're not scared of what if they don't reciprocate. Right. Because – Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and it's, it can be hard too. Yeah. Like, and we're not saying that this is easy. Like you grow up in understanding how to be a good friend like Jesus. And sometimes it is trial and error. But like when you really understand how much he loves you and yeah. that you're in his love – now it's easy to just re- reveal that, release that, give that to people, mm-hmm. regardless of if they do or don't. But it does take like that journey of growing up and really maturing in your faith to understand how that looks. Totally, like pretend- depending on the context, yeah. I would say. And I also say, like, just to caveat for people watching, we aren't getting into boundaries today. There's obviously sure, a conversation yeah. about yeah, it, yeah, so yeah. we purposely will stay away from that. That's a whole totally. other conversation. Yeah. yeah, I think for me. Good friends make good friends. So mm-hmm. good. That's what I'd say. Good friends make good friends. Mm-hmm. So t- to all the viewers or listeners, I would say the mindset shouldn't be how can I make friends. I would change it to how can I become a good friend. Yes. Because good friends make good friends. So I would go in the pursuit of becoming a good friend with nothing in return, Yeah. which we see that in Scripture. Like it says, um, greater love has no one than this than to lay down their life for a brother. I'm sure there's a translation out there somewhere that says friend, and that's yeah. the one we could use in this. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for a friend. So true friendship looks like laying your life down um, yeah. to pursue other people. So to me, it's like when you become a good friend, you attract friends at, that are good and that you want to do life with. So yeah. to me, that looks like being intentional. It looks like totally. when you meet someone, Remembering their name, mm-hmm. um, reaching out to them. I know so many people that are like, this community is so clicky. There's no like, there's no space for anyone new here. And I'm like, when did you invite somebody over to your crib? Yeah. yeah. When did yeah. you invite them to go yeah. to go coffee? It's like, no, I never get invited anywhere. I'm like, because you don't have that relational equity yet. Totally. Mm-hmm. You haven't reached out at all. So let's become a good friend. Right. And then we will make good friends. Yeah. yeah. Relational equity is so important. Let's like shove that for a second. But we'll talk about it later. But I like what you said. A good friend makes good friends mm-hmm. because someone asked me i got an instagram dm like maybe a couple months ago and they're like hey i have like a lot of friends but i don't have any like best friends like well, how do i make best friends and my reply to them was something similar i was like in order to make a best friend you have to be a best friend so mm-hmm. like in order to 
want to have a genuine, deep, vulnerable relationship with somebody, you have to first be genuine, deep, and vulnerable. And obviously, it's important that you're um, careful with who you are with a vulnerable right. and deep mm-hmm. because you, not everybody you can be. Not everybody um, can be part of that inner circle, can be part of those people you consider as a best friend. But like you said, it's important when you're building friendships that you're saying like, okay, I'm going to love open-handed. I'm going to take the first step. I'm going to work hard at loving people well. I'm going to work hard at calling them, at texting them, at, yeah. at um, planning times for us to hang out. Like I'm going to put myself out, and hopefully they do reciprocate. And then that's when a beautiful relationship <coughs> blossoms from that vulnerability and and those conversations start yeah. to blossom, and next thing you know, you're, you're best friends, you know? It's like keeping the consistency and knowing that the Lord actually wants you to have great relationships. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, because yeah. he is relational. And you get to actually see the full scope of who he is within those relationships. And so yeah. I, that would be a really great encouragement is just to maintain consistency and don't give up even if people don't reciprocate or respond. Yeah, totally. Eventually and, there will be. Yeah, and different people love differently too. So yeah. for me it's like, I can reach out to someone and tell them I love them and caring about them and thinking about them. And I don't necessarily need them to always like reciprocate because they might not do that. Now, as good friends, we should be doing that. But sometimes Mm -hmm. we hold people to an unrealistic standard. It's true. Where I'm like, there's a lot of friendships in my life that I'm primarily leading that charge on the conversation. And I'm okay with that Mm because maybe that's not how they're wired or they are in that season. And I think that's fine. So too often we go, well, they haven't texted me, so I'm not going to text them. Right. I'm like, that's kind of sad because so you're going to stop loving them because they haven't met an unmet expectation or like an unvoiced expectation. So that's where to me it's like becoming love, not expecting anything in return. And that's where you find those friends. Yeah, I would agree. And I don't know about you guys. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. I I do feel like when you get better at friendship, which I'm definitely growing in, but when you get better, you you might go through multiple friendships until you find those few close ones. Mm -hmm. But it's the ability to grow the friendships that lead you to those ones that that you get closer to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I feel like I've experienced that in my life. And even, I just, it kind of depends on the season. Yeah. And also where people are at in their relationship with Jesus and the pace that they're kind of functioning in. Uh, But you do, I mean, not to sound like uh, systematic, but it, it, in one sense, it is trial and error yeah. relationally. It can be yeah. trial and error. You meet like-minded believers in the context of you guys want to pursue the same kind of relationship with the Lord yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to pursue good. the same kind of depth with the Lord together. Totally. And there's never a knock on anyone that doesn't, mm-hmm. but I, I desire to find those people that, yeah. that desire the same. Uh, and so it has been trial and error in that context. But I would say to answer the question, I'm still learning how to like do sure. that. Like I, I have a lot of friends. I actually, I do have a core group of of people in my life, and going deeper with them has been fantastic. But then also recognizing, man, like even if I might not have the capacity for these other people, and so learning how to like take a step back and allow for someone else to come in because I could be preventing someone else from having that relational yeah. equity, mm-hmm. equity yeah. with someone because yeah. I'm trying to, you know, have this dynamic that I don't have the wherewithal or bandwidth for. Totally. Yeah. My dad said something interesting last night when we were at dinner. We, it was my dad's birthday yesterday. We went to dinner last night, and he said something interesting about all of us. He was like, it's interesting how close you guys have become in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, solely based on the fact that you guys both desire the same things, mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. And that is to know Jesus and to know him deeply and intimately. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what has sparked friendship for us, just sure. deep, and being able to have those deep conversations and being willing and excited to share what God's done in our lives, as well as like what we love about the Lord, what we love about knowing him sure. deeply, what we love yeah. about having an intimate relationship with him, what we know in our own lives and how we can help each other in our individual walks. And that could be a key for someone listening today too. Like when it comes to this friendship idea is um, 
is I hear a lot from a lot of people like, I don't know, I just feel like I don't have anything in common. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and like you were saying, like if you are pursuing a relationship with the Lord, like you have more in common than you think. Like, For you sure. Are brothers and sisters of the kingdom of heaven. Like you right. have way more in common than you think. Um, I think you say, like you say something like this all the time, like um, something about us being like sons and daughters in heaven. Yeah, essentially the thought is, like if you think if you do think about it per se, it's like we're all family in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God. We all are siblings, but we actually get to choose how we live out friendship with one another on the earth. Because mm-hmm. you can decide if you want to be close to your brother or your sister naturally. Like you can decide if you want to be close friends with your sibling. However, it doesn't change the fact you're still related. And so mm-hmm. it's the same notion. Like in the kingdom, we are family, all of us, but we actually get to decide how close we want to be with other siblings on the earth to reveal that we are family through the friendship that we convey to people. And so I think that's just um, amazing in my opinion, because I've, I've chosen my family to be my friends. Mm. So good. You know, some people do feel pressure. I feel like sometimes, Oh, like we have a similar view of church and of God, we have to be best friends. And sometimes I feel bad things. I'm like, not necessarily like you can love them, be a brother or sister. Mm -hmm. But the reason I think why we all connected originally, at least Caden and I, when we first met, we connected around our humor. Yeah. That's is, true. I feel like that's so real sometimes, like humor or interest. Even like I've met friends at a CrossFit gym, and our first interest was CrossFit, and then you find out you love the Lord. So like, don't feel pressure. Do you do like CrossFit, I do. How do you know someone does CrossFit? They They're tell, tell you. you. Yeah. Um, so it's that same idea of like you meet somebody, and then it's like, are we Christians or are we in the same church? We have to be best friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. not really. Actually, no, not you can love them. You can be close. But one thing I want to, to say, which you guys both hit on, and it's kind of cringe, and I joke with people about the statement, but it's true, so I'll say it. Um, vulnerability creates intimacy. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It just summarizes it. Of like, and I think a lot of the times why as believers we struggle to be friends is actually because we lack vulnerability around our hidden sin or condemnation yeah, or weaknesses. Yeah. And one of the things there is like if I have condemnation in my life or if I'm hiding something, realistically I'll never have really good friends. Here's why. Because if you get close to me, you might – discover what I'm hiding. Yeah, yeah. So subconsciously, I keep you at an arm's distance lest you find out what's in my closet. Mm. So that's one of the big reasons why for a long time I didn't have close friends because I'm like, I have this insecurity or maybe even sin. And I'm like, if they get into my inner world, they might discover that I'm not as perfect as I'm trying to put on or trying to... For sure. And here's some pressure off all the listeners. Nobody thinks you're perfect. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I just want to like break it right down. Like, it's like, good. Nobody yeah. in your church is like, wow, Johnny, Johnny's perfect. Yeah. It's like people will actually respect you and honor you more when you're real yeah. and yeah. open about yeah. even your struggles. And that might not be normal in your friendships yet or your church yet. But what I've recognized is that I can be vulnerable and lead the way. People around me normally reciprocate it, but often we're waiting for someone else to lead it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. even started like, I've done this with a couple of close friends of being like, hey, what's your biggest insecurity in your life? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a scary place <laughs> to do that. And, and it takes a level of maturity. And again, those are people I really want to do life with. But again, yeah. vulnerability creates intimacy. Yeah. And I, what I've realized is if there's nothing in my life I'm ashamed of or hiding, that's when I can truly love someone across for from sure. me. Totally. J.D. Rogers, the first time I ever met him, I think you were on that Instagram live with us as mm-hmm. well. We met J.D. Rogers. Shout out, J.D. Love um, him. Love him. Love him so good much. Man. Good friend of ours. And we met him on an Instagram live, and the first thing he asked us was, what is the hardest thing you've ever been through? Yeah. And that's a crazy, crazy question to first ask somebody when you first meet them, but it brewed the exact thing that you're saying is the vulnerability brewed the intimacy where we all three shared immediately to each other and also the other 
whatever amount of people that were on Instagram <laughs> Live. Thousands. <laughs> the thousands that were on thousands. Instagram Live. It was like 37 people. I'm a micro-influencer. It's oh, true, you man. are. You're about to hit 10K. It's big. It's a big day. It's Shout out. I almost Let's go back there. Shout out. So he... <laughs> Are Super you insecure about your Instagram so following? Uh, Super also wants a shout out. <laughs> yeah. Follow Tracy Campbell. Tracy He's Campbell. almost saying 3,000. Oh of my gosh. <laughs> he knows the number. He's almost What saying. are you on, like 160? Uh, yeah. Something like that. The key to like having that. good friends is having a lot of Instagram followers. Too. Yeah. Especially if you buy them, you can get a great deal. Black it's Friday. Black I want to hear your thought. Keep going with your okay, thought. Okay. So JD, JD asks us, he goes, hey, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? And uh, we all share. And immediately kind of bonded us to kind of have a new perspective on what this person's walked through. Yeah. And uh, you're immediately understand and see this person a little bit differently. Sure. When you know like, oh, Caden walked through that, Dill walked through that, JD walked through that. And it kind of bonds you with that intimacy of like, first off, we're starting off here. Mm. Like basically everything's off the table now. Like we can talk about anything we want because we've exactly. start, already started here. So I really like that idea, Dill, of just that vulnerability of being like, hey, first of all, no one thinks you're perfect. Yeah, but second of all, like take the pressure off that you have to be perfect, and you do it first. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You you it's can't huge. expect anyone to do something you aren't doing, and the fear and the worry, which is real, is it may not be reciprocated. But that's the yeah, that's, that's the risk. That's the risk of it. Yeah. Is like, it. It's super interesting because everybody wants to be known, known. loved deeply, yeah. mm-hmm. but nobody wants to actually like put in the work to do it because it's scary. And you're afraid people are going to reject you, but it's often the thing they end up loving the most about For you sure. or they exactly. admire you more about exactly. it. Exactly. And I think it's a good lie of the enemy that he's like, kind of told believers is like, hey, like, don't don't put it all out there. You know, yeah, sure. don't they don't need to know that. They'll reject <coughs> you if they know. You. The church right. is going to think you're dirty. The, the church is going to think you're this. They're going to think you're that. You don't want to be out there. You can't let people know you're insecure about that. Like mm-hmm. those are the lies that are going to keep you from deep relationships yeah. in, in the future. Because overall, relationships are you know costly. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it'll value yeah. it. It costs you more not to have them. I would mm. say. Oh, that's, that's good. You know, a bar. Like, it that would cost so me good. more not to have relationships than to pay the price. For for relationship, yeah. it'll cost you be- more not to have them. Give me give me a fist pump, buddy. That's <laughs> that so. so I would say too. I think on that one because it's costly means that it's a price, which means you can only pay so much. Right. So I think that's for me is like learning capacity. Yeah. Um, because I have a high standard for myself as far as being loyal and intentional. Like if somebody's yeah. in my life, I know that I'll like they'll stay in my life. So I know that there's only a certain amount of price I can pay. Totally. So people troll me about this. You guys might even, but I've always been super strict on like who I give my phone number two yeah like since because i've always been in itinerant ministry since coming out of like bible school 21 so i I got to travel the world and preach and you meet so many people that want to connect but i'm like every person no because it adds adds to the context it does add to the context you're meeting so many people that want to give you their number or like vice versa want to connect connect, which is amazing yeah but every person i'm saying yes to my capacity is going lower for the people that are already in my life yeah which is okay at some level Mm -hmm. like if you feel like you're supposed to add somebody, but I was always trying to be aware of that, which I think is good for people listening of like, make sure you have capacity to love the people that you have in your life. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. I think too, going back to what Tracy said, the fact that it costs something means it's valuable. Yeah, for sure. And so changing your mindset and having the Lord renew your mind to understand that friendships are valuable is a massive way um, to start to make more friends and to carry more friendships. Mm-hmm. Because I think even for my own life for a long time, you can kind of take for granted um, for granted, for granted, <laughs> for granted, great. Those countertops. Yeah, they're good countertops. Yeah. So take for granted. Um, you can get for granted those deep friendships yeah. or friendships at all mm-hmm. until yeah. you get in a place where you're going, I'm lonely. I need to reach out to people. But like understanding that the cost that you're giving is because it's valuable and, and knowing like, Hey, like what we have is invaluable. I can't buy this. 
Right. Like I can't, there's nothing I could do to uh, work hard enough in in success or in the world to buy this. Like mm-hmm. this is only out of relational equity that this gets built. Like that's the only thing that I can, the, the cost is that building of relational equity to understand the value of friendship and to build friendships that are like these, that are like yeah. the most precious thing to me in my life. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you get to see another facet of Jesus. I think that's for huge. me that's, yep. that's massive. Like I get to see how Jesus is revealed through Dylan, which is different than how he's revealed through you. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. And like, I, I, you see that in the life of Paul. No, you it know, is like huge. Paul wanted to know like every member within each particular church because he wanted to know the full Christ. Even after having like the revelation of Jesus, it's like, hey, I still need to know more mm-hmm. because now he's in each of you and we yeah. represent him as one body. I've got to know more about who he is. So good. But it's only through relationship that that was even possible or even like the idea of that. So I love, like, I love having core people and also having people even outside of that because you still get to experience the Lord in, in unique ways with each individual person. Yeah. But I think really having the the core people in your life is crucial, in my opinion, it is especially, crucial. like, for the quality of life lived. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, you see, like, our friendships and, like you were just saying, like, even for me, the revelation of friendship, like, on earth has given me a new revelation for like heavenly friendship with Jesus Mm -hmm. because like Jesus is our friend. And, Mm -hmm. um, right when I met Tracy, actually, I don't know if you remember this. I was like, the Lord was like starting to give me that revelation of him being a friend to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was, it was a new impact on my life understanding like, okay, yes, he's my savior. Yes. He's my Lord, but he's also my friend. Mm -hmm. And then I started meeting people like Tracy and like Dylan beginning to see that revelation in people in person really helped me wrap my mind around what does it look like to be a friend of Jesus and have him as a friend. Mm -hmm. And it means that he's in everything you're doing. It means he cares deeply. It means when you're hurting, he's hurting. It means that um, he's loving you as you're loving him. Mm -hmm. And he's walking with you. He's happy with you. He's sad with you. Um, He cares about everything that's going on in your life. Those are the qualities of of, of a friend, and that's what you see in Jesus, and that's what you see when you have good friends like this is seeing that revelation of, of friendship, even yeah. on a family level. And the reason that is, too, is like Galatians 2.20 says, I no longer live, but Jesus lives in me. Yeah. So that implied for me, but it implies for Caden and, and for Tracy. So Tracy has Jesus inside of him. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at Tracy, I'm seeing yeah. Jesus within yeah. him, and he's manifesting a side of Jesus, like you were saying, that I may not see before. Mm. So when we cut ourselves off from the body, I think it slows our process of becoming like him because yes. it, it says in Second Corinthians 3, you can behold him as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So you can do it with him. But what if when you saw people around you, you For also sure. you had a heart posture of meeting Jesus through them mm-hmm. and not only in your secret place. It's both and. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah uh, to, to piggyback off of that, it's the reality of like my individual intimacy with the Lord is equally as important as my communal intimacy with others in the Lord mm-hmm. to like have the full scope and, and picture of who he is. Because you think about, we've talked actually about this, even in the raising of Lazarus out of John 11, it's like Jesus actually didn't go and unbind him himself. He told the people to go and do it. And I know that you made the point that, you know, God will raise you from the dead, but he'll bring people into your life to help you live out that resurrection life that he pulled you out of to keep you aware of that. Yeah, good word, Bishop. And so So it's just cool. Like when you think about it, Jesus told the people to go. Like it was an indication of community, a prophetic act of, hey, I'm going to I'm going to allow for these people to help you live aware of the freedom that I've paid for yeah, and the resurrection good. life that you're now living in. Mm-hmm. And so community does that if yeah. you allow for it to. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Lord used the people around you to speak to you too. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, true. Encourage you, speak to you, lift you up. Um, because we know it's so hard to be isolated and alone. And yeah. I think there's a lot of believe, or a lot of listeners right now that would say like, 
I feel alone. For sure. I feel like I'm the only Christian in my family. I feel like I don't have any friends. I don't feel like um, people want to know me. I don't feel... So what would you guys say to um, people that feel that way about, um, I don't know, maybe like taking the first step to to be a friend or even... um, like, why would you say they're having a hard time making friends? It's a good question. I think firstly, and then I, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts. I think firstly, I would say this: friends can never meet the void that Jesus is supposed to meet in your right. heart. Never. I'm going to be honest. I was hoping that you guys were going to say that. Come on, <laughs> I think. I think. Like, first off, that's so real though. Because so we, good. If you come in with expectations, like uh, there's this quote which I love. That's like, if nothing in this world is meeting that void, it's because it was meant to be met by something that's not of this world. Wow. Mm-hmm. So which, is, which is just so true. Often we're trying to meet the void. So yes, friends are there for you. They're going to love you. But if you put the expectation of God that it's like, oh, they'll solve all my loneliness issues or they'll solve all these issues that I have, it's like you're putting them in a God position in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think first you're realizing, okay, like God needs to meet these needs and then I'm going to be- become love to those around me. Mm-hmm. But I think super practically, like number one, there's a great book that I, that I say all the time, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. It's one great. of the best books, like we forget sometimes how practical making friends are. For sure. Yeah. Like, because we have this motivation, like God is love. I just need to love people, which is so true. But what does love look like? It yeah. looks very practical. Like totally. it looks like remembering that person's name, not being like, what's your name again? Like that's not loving if you've met them five times. Introducing yourself to them every time you meet them. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and using the excuse of like I'm bad with names is like saying I just don't love you. So I'm like yeah. that's, right. that's, that's I'm bad with names when you just never intentionally taking the time to remember yeah. my name. So yeah. I'll give a few practical like remember the, <laughs> remember their names. Always remember their names. Ask them questions about themselves. Yes. People, number one, people, Huge. people love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. It's their favorite subject to talk about. Their yeah. name is their favorite word to hear in the English language. So ask them questions. Get them talking. Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan. I feel so good when you say Dylan. it. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask them words and then actually be interested and find common ground. Like that's yeah. the thing. You're coming in, find some common ground through your words and yeah. then Begin to talk about those common facts. So good. So those are some simple tips at least. And then like reach out to them. Be intentional. Love them. Like lead their relationship in a way. Because often we wait like how do they do friendship? Yeah. Like what am I doing too much? Am Mm. I not doing enough? Like do they want to meet for coffee once a week or is it once a month? Or are we just going to hang out? Are they going to come to the crib? It's like do what you want to do and see if it works. Yeah. I think for listeners to know like it's okay to use those tools to make friends. Like. It's not manipulation, yeah. but it's like if you have a tool to use something, like a tool can make something um, easier, why not use it? Yeah. You know, especially if like you're someone who's not like naturally inclined to make friendships, mm-hmm. um, you're more introverted or um, you're like Dylan and you just don't like to meet new people. Um, you just have, you know, using those tools. It's kind of facts. If you guys don't laugh, it's like the joke. <laughs> and then it I'll, makes I'll me give you a courtesy bad. laugh. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Also say hello and goodbye to people. That's a huge one. That it's is true. huge. Irish goodbyes don't fly. Yeah, I'm a big Irish goodbyes guy. Like I, I, will wave, I can be as well. I will wave to the whole room but and just say goodbye because lest you take – I hate lingering. But yeah. that's a good tip. Say that's hello true. and goodbye to people. Every time we leave somewhere, we get an argument in the car because I take too long. Because when I do this, <laughs> it means the whole squad's it cutting because cut we've had a discussion <laughs> about the cut situation. So universal sign cut. It means leave. Time to bounce. It means time to bounce. Tracy, tell us some tips that you've used to make friends. You know, I mean, you hit on a lot of really Can great ones. Can I just ones. say, like, yep, first of ahead. all, uh, thanks. You're taking a lot of pressure off me today. And just, I really appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, I feel like it's you're better a as a conversation. Job, it, really it is. is. No, it is. It's a fun That's conversation. three friends having a conversation. No, it's nice because it just sometimes it's like, I have to ask all the questions. And, and I want to hear your good. thoughts. Yeah, so I'm like, good. 
I want to hear how you make friends. Yeah. Because you're very good at it, and I want to hear how you make friends. <laughs> so good at it. So, so it's many, an inside so joke. Many mutual friends. And there's so uh, many inside ahead. jokes that we've thrown out there very vaguely. I don't know if we have. Yeah. I mean, they're vague, but not specific. Do you want to answer the question? I will definitely answer the question. I mean, for sure, I've actually I've read that book, How to Influence Friends, How uh-huh. to Win Friends and Influence People. Such a great book. We know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, there's some principles I live by. But I think... I think questions are massive, you know, yeah, because so asking good. asking someone a question about themselves gives you an opportunity to kind of know who they are and listening. Like, yes, when they when they answer. Mm, yes, remembering. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that gets into kind of the next point. Like even with questions and listening to what they're sharing. Now, how can you honor that person pending what they've shared? It's like, okay, how can I serve and give to this person? Uh, not because I want them to be my friend, but it's like, man, I really genuinely care about who I'm engaging with. What does honor look like in this context? So I think serving, you know, if like you're feeling lonely, go serve people. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're feeling isolated, go give mm. to someone else. You know, outdo yourself or outdo the other person in showing honor, Romans twelve ten, because it takes the it takes the focus off of you and you're putting it onto the Lord through that other individual that you're you're giving to and you're and able to give to. Serving is a great way to make friends in it church. Is. True. Just a side note. Facts. Like if, especially if you're part of a smaller church, mm-hmm. the easiest way to make friends at church, serve. Yeah. Greet, do whatever you have to do. Yeah. You'll meet yourself. the people on the team. Get you'll meet the team. Yeah. 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 What huge. do you think, Caden? Give some tips. For for making friends. Yeah. Um you know what I think people love? I think people love when you're genuinely excited to see them. Yeah. And so I think like walking into a room excited to see people and like walking into a room, not like I'm here to perform, but I'm here to love on people is like a a really good tip for people to uh, like know how to make friends. Like people Mm -hmm. are excited about people who are excited about them. For Mm -hmm. sure. And so when you walk in like, I I love you. I missed you. How you been? Mm -hmm. Like that feels good to somebody to be like, hey, this I, this person like cares about me. This person like wants me to be in their life. Like this person is excited to see me and that feels really good. So I think um, putting yourself out there, being excited to see people. Mm-hmm. And then like tra- you guys said, like walking into a room and walking into a space, not expecting anything from anybody, but excited to love everybody. Yeah. And so walking into a space. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Going, hey, how can I best love the people in this room? Um, really shifts your perspectives. I think a lot of people walk into a room when they're with the intention to make friends and they're going, okay, how do I look? Am I mm-hmm. going to be awkward? Right, Am right. Am I going to look weird? Yep. Are people going to reject me because they're going <clears> to <throat> think I'm a certain way? Are they not going to? But if you shift your perspective completely and you allow Holy Spirit to renew your mind in that aspect, you can walk into a room and go, how do I love people? Yeah. Like how do I best walk into a room and look Dylan in the eyes and love Dylan, mm-hmm. ask him questions, see listen. where he's at, listen. And eye contact's another big eye one. Eye contact. Yeah. Like, really caring about somebody, like meeting them where they are and being in that space of like, I'm not here to make myself look good. For I'm sure. not here to be the coolest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm here to love everybody. And, and following up too. Yeah, like oh, after a huge. conversation that you've had with a person, 
like in that time frame, the next time you see them asking them how things are going with the subject matter you were discussing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously it makes that person feel that you actually care because you asked again the second mm-hmm. go around about how that that thing is that they were either walking through or having to figure out. And so I think following up, I mean, I, I, it, to me, everything really does boil down to intentionality for sure and consistency because yeah. intentionality looks like a lot of different things depending mm-hmm. the context. But also being consistent in your intentionality, totally. you know, with being being an intentional listener, yeah. an intentional pursuer, an intentional communicator, mm-hmm. an intentional questions asker, yeah. intentional with your eye contact. And so a lot of those elements are, I would say, key intentional in your giving. Just those are key to uh, key practical steps in how you can cultivate really healthy relationships or at least start the process of building friendships. Totally. I think one of the mistakes we've made is, which I've definitely made, let me talk for myself, one of the mistakes that I've made is that the I idea... Speak that, for yourself. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no one else in the room's experienced this, but for myself, as a follower of Jesus... Um, Has to go there. <laughs> love... <laughs> Love, love can often feel like it's just like ooey gooey feeling for that sure. you have, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. either have it or not. And then Christians are kind of famous for being really good with our words, like bro, I love you so much. For like, sure, dude, love you I, so much. I love the lost. I love the homeless. Yeah, like yeah, missions, yeah. I love missions. Like okay, when else did you stop for the lost? When else so did you good. go? But <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. the words. And then in First John chapter four, again, he says, "Do not love in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth." Yeah. yeah. It's like good. loving your friends. That's why I think just adds it's like it looks practical. Like for that's sure. what we forget. Like it's not like I have this ooey gooey feeling towards Caden, which that's a part of it. Like that's the motivation. Yeah. But then what that looks like is deeds. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the eye contact. It's yeah. like Caden, how was what we spoke about last week? And he goes, Wow, he actually remembered my conversation. Right, right. Wow. When he's talking, I'm actually listening. He goes, Wow, yeah. he's actually present. Exactly. So deed and truth is huge. Like our actions totally. show whether we truly love. Totally. A million percent. That's a good segue to the question I was just really about to ask is we're all busy. And I think a lot of people listening would say like they're extremely busy. Like mo- like probably right now they're doing something while they're listening yeah. to this podcast because they're busy. And so what are some tips for people listening as we carry the mindset of being like, hey, let's uh, be intentional. Let's follow up. Let's engage in people's lives. Let's get on phone calls with people. Let's let's love people. Um, what practically does that look like in the time when you're busy, um, when you have a lot going on? What are your guys' tips? It's a great question. Tracy's I, so good at this. He is. He is so good. <laughs> go I think ahead, that, number one, and then, yeah, then go ahead. you can get your list ready because I don't have a list. Number one. If you want to pull it out? I know you have it on your phone. <laughs> I want to hear what say. I will say this. So I think no matter what, your calendar reflects your priorities. Always. Yeah. And I mean, that's just the harsh truth about it. So it's like, okay, I don't have time for friends. Okay, no, you have time. Friends aren't a high enough priority for you right, right now, which that's your own choice to make. I would not recommend making that choice. But to me, your friends that are, you, are your highest priority, you're going to make time for. Mm-hmm. So to me, that looks like regardless of how busy my life's getting, I'm going to make time for the people closest to me. And I kind of have a mental log of like who's on the inside circle, who's on the further out circle. So if I say to someone, hey, let's meet for coffee this week, and they respond with, I don't have time. I interpret that, okay, I'm not a high enough priority for you this week, which Mm -hmm. is okay. They Mm -hmm. can choose their friendships. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm kind of like I know the circles of friends I have and who's highest priority, who I'm going to make time for on a weekly basis and who Mm -hmm. I'm going to make time for maybe like on a monthly basis. So I was just saying that like meeting up for coffee once a week or creating environments where friends can come together is huge. That's what I found too is like come over and play PlayStation or come over and hang. Let's do food together and creating those different environments. But I mean, Tracy's really good at kind of reaching out on a, on a weekly schedule, which is huge. Maybe share about that. Yeah. I mean, for me, because my relationships are all high priority, I'm not obviously like my inner circle and then my outer circle. Um, 
I'm pretty consistent, like with texting, calling, FaceTiming on a daily basis, yeah. uh, or even a weekly basis, just depending on like the depth of relationship. But I think because, and I would piggyback off of what Dylan said, so good, bro. Uh, is that because my relationships are a high priority, I'm always going to make sure that no matter what I'm doing, I'm checking in with my friends and I'm communicating with my friends, yeah. especially those that mean the most to me um, in that context, mm-hmm. because there's probably so much happening in a day. So, so much is probably taking place. And so I want to either be aware of that or have them be aware of what I might be walking through or what just kind of is is um, happening in that moment. So I'm pretty consistent on daily communicating with my friends and because that's like an internal i've kind of i've established that internally with how i operate i've really not deviated from that like yeah, in my good. lifestyle because yeah. you make you make time for what's important to you no mm-hmm. matter what You're it very is good at that, yeah. you know even yesterday i mean we were, we've been all together uh for what has it been four days mm-hmm. it's been exhausting uh, we've been together for like four Well, we've days. been together for seven days. But I'm an introvert, and I'm getting to the end of my people. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow we'll just I let reached, you be in a room alone. I reached the lid like three days ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing, pushing you over the limits. We're going to go to a meeting tonight. I, know. I would I'm say I'm, the I'm the same. I'm kind of like... Well, you guys both disappeared yesterday for a couple. I think you disappeared in the morning, and then Tracy disappeared for hours yesterday. It's true. You guys need it. I get yeah. it. I was also like it. calling other. But other that's friends. what I was saying. Yeah. Tracy does such a good job. I mean, even yesterday we were together, and he took time to separate himself so he could call those other people he cares about, mm-hmm. um, because that's what's important to him. Like Matthew six twenty uh, twenty one says, "Where your, your treasure is, your heart will be also." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's not just monetarily. It's like if we're treasuring friendships, I think our heart and our priority is going to follow that. And we're going to do like what Tracy did. We're going to take the time to call people. We're mm-hmm. going to take the time to set aside time to hang. We're going to For say, sure. like, I might be busy with work this week, but where um, am I able to move stuff around, make priority for mm-hmm. my friends and for my family and for the people close to me? And I also think about how to do that even in other group settings. Like if I've been with a group of people for a certain amount of time, then and I have the lead way to go and take a phone call or have a conversation, then I will. Yeah. yeah. You know, just because you're the, very intentional. We have an hour together, you aren't doing that. For sure. Of course. You for are sure. intentional yeah. on that. For sure. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty conscientious of like where where my time is with the people that I'm I'm with currently, um, and how long it is and if I have the the capability of stepping aside to answer a FaceTime call or make a call out to someone that I was texting. Again, just because they're important. Yeah, it's so true. And you do a great job with that, bro. You Thanks, do. Bro. And again, it's like when you have this standard for friendship, like you really don't need 10 or 15 it's close true. friends. It's almost impossible time-wise. It is. It so is. That's why, again, it's like every person you say yes to or bring them into your inner circle, you're essentially saying no to other people in some way. Mm-hmm. So you'd be really selective. But like if I'm going to bring you into this inner circle or we are going to go to this level of the relationship, can I do I have the capacity to still love everyone else that I have in my life? Yeah, for sure. Or are they going to be affected? And just like feeling that out can be hard sometimes. Totally. I have a question. Yeah. Or are we able to pivot in yeah, one sense? Absolutely. I think this is a good question that we should discuss around the table. Can guys and girls be close friends? We're going there. <laughs> I mean, if they're married, yes. Okay, actually, shout out, shout out Courtney for asking that question. She's in the back. I'm going to shout her out every time she's Shut in the room. Shut up. Yeah. They just need to it was know actually she's Courtney's here. question. It was Courtney's question. You goes, so, Soup goes, could I ask a question? Like, <laughs> you came up with this because awesome she's not question. On here, hey, Soup, but this is a this vulnerable Courtney, podcast. This was we're Courtney's just, question. We're genuine here. But I think, it's a good, I think it's a good question to discuss. It is. 
because also, a lot of people ask that. You and me media for having us in today. We have not shouted them out yet today. You and me media. You and me media. We love you. We love we you love so you. much. Follow them on Instagram. Yes. yes, Facebook, Instagram. And if you're in the Pasadena area and you're Facebook. shooting a podcast, <laughs> did you sorry, what did you say? Facebook. Said Facebook. <laughs> Who's on Facebook? I don't know. Are I don't, are, is you and me even on Facebook? No, no. so they're not on Facebook. Snapchat's more relevant. Cool, yeah. okay. But they aren't on Snapchat, Snapchat? either. Okay. Snapchat, do you have a Snapchat? I don't, because I'm walking in purity. Exactly. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know the people? Exactly, I'm kidding. I'm going to be honest, you. I see The people that have to Snapchat say that they're walking in purity. ask questions. Yeah, guys, never ask a girl for their snap if you're shooting your shot. Yeah. Not that I have experience, but... You've never shot your shot, so... No. Okay, here we go. Should we're, guys and We're moving on, yeah. Or did you have anything else to add to that last... No, I have some other stuff for later, but we'll just move on. Okay. Can cool. guys and girls be friends? I think we kind of talked about In a general this. sense, for sure. Yeah, you can I be friends. We talked about this a little bit on the car ride uh, the other day from Sacramento. We were in the car together for eight hours. Soup was only with us for about an hour. He was asleep most other time. That's not true. Um, let me up. Let me up. Big sleep guy. Okay. Uh, so we talked about this a bit, and I think kind of one of the conclusions we came to is obviously, yeah, we can have friends that are girls. I think all of us in this room right now, we have friends that are girls and, and dear friends to us that are girls, but it is important that you set boundaries, I think, in those spaces. And I was talking about this um, with the boys too, and just all in all like vulnerability. Like I grew up with um, a sister and a mom. My dad was a firefighter. So he was only home every other day. So that means essentially half my life was just with my sister and my mom. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, and then they'd have friends over. People would come over. We have this another girl in, our, in, our, in my life. Her name is Josie. She's like a sister to me too. And so most of my life was around women. So for me, it's really easy to be comfortable around girls. And so like even in my life, I've had to figure out what does that look like to be a male and be a friend that's respectful, um, not only the fact that they're, they're women, but also of their hearts and being careful with the boundaries I set and how I communicate and those kinds of things. So I think Tracy does a really good job at this. Yeah, I mean, I would say that you can, generally speaking, be really good friends yeah. with uh, the opposite gender. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it gets very dicey and difficult to be best friends totally. or like extremely close and intimate friends. Yeah. Um, only because, you know, you obviously are both two different species. The perspective and the way in which you view life is... Are we different species? Are the same species? We're the same species. Well, that's okay. Keep going. Different gender. Different gender, yeah. <laughs> same species. I guess you are... The, yeah, the same species. Beings. Yeah, a human being. Yeah. Okay. Women are human beings. So I'm going to start that statement over. Women are human beings. I'm going to start that statement over. They're not your object, Okay, stop Women's it. Women are human. They're not your object, I told you you need to stop following Andrew Tate. So what I'm going to say... Yeah, we're for sure editing that part out. Yeah, That's so good. You love Andrew Tate. Okay, so... Shout out Andrew I for sure think from a general context, you can be really good friends with the opposite gender, the opposite sex. I don't know if you can be best friends or super duper close friends with the opposite sex. I would likely lean on the nah, uh, no, you can't side. What's the difference in really good but not super duper? Because you said you can be super good friends, but not su- you said you, you can, you be, can really be really good, friends, really good but not friends, super duper friends. In the sense of they clarify, they clarify. Yeah, in the, the sense of consistent conversation with. The opposite sex. Like I have friends that are women that I talk with consistently. Did you have to DTR the woman? No. Define the relationship. Right. He's using, you know, cultural language. Um, cultural. Everybody knows what that means. <laughs> I'm more centered for you what it meant. That's true. I don't know. Get off the podcast. Um, <laughs> You're done. <laughs> no, I did not have to DTR the relationship. But I think it's because they're mature in their understanding and they don't see me in the same light. And I don't see them in the same light. And we've also we not, we haven't yeah, really dis- we haven't really <laughs> discussed that. But um, yeah, I think 
that you can have good friends who are women. I don't believe you can have deep, intimate, close friendship with women without someone of either party beginning to think something about that. For me, it's always been like, not what's right or wrong, but like what's best for that person. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of being like, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Totally. But even then that can change so quickly. So it's like a slippery slope of just being really careful what totally. that looks like. And I've right. done that too, is like with certain people in my life, like Sarah Herring, for example, good friend of ours. I shout her out on the podcast all the time. Oh, okay. Like that conversation. I was like, oh, you call it. <laughs> she, like okay, that conversation, cool. and, and we've done a great job of that conversation of being like, this is just friendship. And being clear about like what that is and those mm-hmm. boundaries, I think is is it. And I'm saying that because it's like yeah. it's not weird to have that conversation mm-hmm. with people. If anything, it's like if you love somebody as a friend and you care about them genuinely, then you means you care about their heart, and that means you should be clear with them and you should be open with them. And you should be forward with them. Like this is just nothing more than friendship. And that can still look like even after that, not spending too much time alone with them. Yeah, because you still care about them, even if you're both on the same page. To me, at least, it's like I'm still gonna protect your heart for sure because what am i implying if we're spending all because some guys are like hey girl i just see you as a friend but then that's like their emotional support every day and girls yeah, if that's yeah. happening to you i would put boundaries in place yeah, oh good. a million percent because if they're using you for that emotional support but don't want the romantic piece it's like a crutch for them yeah mm-hmm. and i would encourage you to actually courtney loves it. <laughs> courtney loves that courtney loves so, it. i would encourage you to step out because they shouldn't be having that and that's kind of unhealthy so if you constantly have having mixed feelings and he's not honoring his word so good you might not even want to be super close friends because someone that's not able to honor their word like hey i don't see you like this but they're using you every day as a crutch for that romantic piece, right? That's unhealthy, and that shouldn't be it's happening. Wrong. Yeah. It's wrong because totally. you're being yeah. used. Totally. Yeah, you're leading or someone you can on. Shout us down whenever you want. Give us an amen. <laughs> <laughs> Touch your neighbor. I mean, I have pretty strict boundaries with girls in general. Like, what are some to, of them? Like, I won't text a girl past ten thirty p.m. Okay, oh, you know, good. like, or reply to a text past ten thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Because you got typically, girls texting you past ten thirty p.m. <laughs> Because typically, get me up. It's just, it's just kind of interesting <laughs> if someone just is, it. you know, like if. If you normally don't text a girl in the first place, but you are texting someone like past that time, something might be happening or yeah. they might think something is happening, you know? And so I just would never want anyone to have the wrong impression. So good. Um, I have one of those. I have one of those, which is like, I'm not going to let any girl into my hotel room for yeah, I'm sure. doing ministry. And it's yeah, like, everyone goes, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, I'm talking about girls that are like sisters and platonic. They're for still sure. coming in. Yeah, like good. there's no way on earth we end up doing anything. Totally. Yet I have a boundary in place because number one, lest somebody else stumble, they see me go in with a girl, they're obviously mm-hmm. going to jump to conclusions and kind of rightly so. It's like, what, what are they doing in your room? Yeah. So to me, I think there's wisdom like that of like, some people are so shocked and I was like, bro, I don't know how I did this. I'm like, okay, what were you doing right before yeah, you yeah, did that? Absolutely. Right, for okay, sure. Okay, you were alone, cuddling <laughs> at one in the morning and now we're surprised? Yeah, we're, yeah, and we're oh, in shock. How did this happen? <laughs> it's like, I would recommend yeah. like not being alone with a girl really, yeah, at being all. really careful at totally. all, yeah. especially not late at night and never in your bedroom. For like sure, bedroom never. Is like, what are they doing in yeah. there? Absolutely. Oh, I have roommates. Well, hang out with your roommates and the girl that's your friend or for girlfriend. Sure. But yeah. 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 Accountability is huge as well. So yes, you can have friends, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But I, w- I would primarily hang out with them in group settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't spend a lot of time one-on-one. And I'd be really clear in communication and make sure my actions back up what I communicate sure. to them. And I'd so be good. conscientious of the kind of communication that we have. You know, like the pouring out of like your heart towards mm-hmm. the other person. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, get caught up in this weird entanglement because now someone's pouring their heart out. Yeah. And that person's a safe person to receive and hear the information. And because they get so comfortable in doing so, something is now developed. 
Uh, and I just think like being so conscientious of the kinds of conversations that you have with the opposite sex is is pretty important. Like, can like, they be your closest friend? Your closest friend? Like yeah. Your My wife friend? can. No, like I'm saying outside of marriage. No. Hardline no. No. I would say going no. both ways. I would no. say no. The opposite sex cannot be your best friend no outside shot. of marriage. No, no. I don't believe that. Yeah. You can be really hard. great friends. Yeah. But, but you have your to friendship define, looks different. For sure. It, it, it look looks different. yes. And it has to. Yeah. It has a million to. percent. You'd be okay with that. Too. Guys protect girls' hearts even in friendship. Yeah. Facts. Girls protect guys' hearts even in friendship. Yeah. Facts. And also, if you want to be a good yeah. spouse one day, learn how to be a good friend to the people in your life. Tracy's oh, life message, and it's good. Soup, I'm so glad you're preaching about marriage. All right, let's shift a bit here. <laughs> yeah. So we're going <laughs> to just, guess, just, ro- guess. just roast it. Tracy, Tracy, you're so good. <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> you're so good, Tracy. <laughs> that is, if you want to be a good spouse, learn how to be a good friend. You're a good Learn how to communicate. <laughs> you're going to be a good spouse. <laughs> I believe I'm going to be an incredible husband one day. I just do. You I will. Know. I know. Yeah. You're going to be a good dad. You I'm going to be, be a, a fantastic dad. dad. I've been you know fathering what? these guys for a bit. So it's, <laughs> so it's like I've, I've put in the work you here. You're going to be a good dad. <laughs> I've put in the work here and a lot of my others. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fathering I'm a lot right seconds, now. I'm three seconds from losing it. So let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's move on. Uh, uh, I love First Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. That's so good. That and is. I want to shift a bit to talk about. Sorry, Courtney. I just have my phone on the the counter mm-hmm. um i want to shift a bit to talk about honor as yep. friendships because i think it's really important as we are friends as you're building friendships that you're open with your honor like i always love saying like if you see something say something like and that's not like a military like a policy i think mm-hmm. it's like a policy like hey like if i see something in dylan like let me say it if i see something in tracy like let me say it and i think for a lot of people that's not the the relational norm that they're used to is like um, calling the best out of people, um, encouraging people, loving people with honor. And I think although we joke around with each other a lot and we love to like mess around, roast each other, we also um, do a really good job, us three, of honoring each other and mm-hmm. taking time to do that. So what are your guys' tips in terms of friendship? How do we best honor people? What would you tell for, um, uh, listeners that are going, I don't even know what that looks like or how to do that. I feel awkward in that those situations. What are some of your guys' tips for that? Because you guys are so good at that. And I'll even honor you guys right now. Like, you guys are are not shy with your words, and I think that is so important because both of you are so quick to see something in somebody and just tell them you're doing great. You're so good at that. Um, you have a great heart. That's not who you are. This is who you are. Dylan, you're my favorite communicator. Tracy, your revelation of friendship has changed my life. Like, And we're so good about, about calling those things out in each other. So what are you guys' tips for listeners right now on how to carry that, that um, revelation of honor? Well, time with the Lord yeah. is obviously the first starting. I wasn't going to say that. That's okay, <laughs> but that's a great first um, point. You never spend time with the Lord. <laughs> I mean, he's always with me. Yeah, on, that's somebody. true. Come Says on, intentional time with the Lord, learning how to be aware of Him. But I would say one of my favorite verses is Hebrews three thirteen, and it says, "Encourage each other daily while it's still called today, so that no one is hardened by sin's deception." Wow. And you know, someone needs encouragement if they're breathing, and so I think honor looks like just encouraging, uplifting, edifying another person in your circle or in your family. Uh, just reminding them of of what you see in them, like you said, really calling the gold out of that person. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the gifts of God on their life, speaking into those things, declaring those things over that individual person. For me, that's kind of an aspect of honor um, verbally that I I aim to practice as often as I can when it comes to just encouraging, edifying, uplifting 
on a consistent basis. So good. I think I'll share a few thoughts real quick. But I think firstly, we often see what we respect or admire about others, but we don't want to say it because we assume they already know that. Wow. And what I've come to realize is often people's greatest strengths is their greatest battle or insecurity, including myself. Wow. So often you'll go, oh, that person's an amazing um, worship leader, amazing communicator, but I don't want to say it because they know it. And the other side of that is we can fall into jealousy of, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. But jealousy stops you from receiving the very thing you wish you had. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Scripture says, if you honor a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. If you honor a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's reward. There's no connection between those two. Right. The idea is whatever you, re- whatever you honor, you receive. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if I see something in Caden that I want for myself, Scripture says that when I honor it, I actually receive the gift that he's walking in. Yeah, so, yeah. that's so good. If I honor friendship and Tracy, I receive the the friendship I'm hoping that I could have. Yeah, but the so issue is when I'm jealous, I'll never honor it because I mm. wish I had it, which actually blocks me from receiving what I wish I had. So prophecy, even prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14, you prophesy, which is speak God's word, his perspective to what to edify, edify, exhort, and what's the other one? Um, comfort to all men. Yeah. The word edify means to build. Mm. So it's like when you prophesy, you actually build in somebody else. Mm. And then Ephesians 4 says... Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. So no corrupt word, but what is necessary for edification again, which is to build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next part's even crazier to me that a main part grace to the hearer. Mm. And grace is um, empowerment from God. Yeah. So this is the wild part to so me of like good. when I honor Caden, number one, it builds. What I'm saying is built in him. I'm building mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And then part two, it's literally empowering him to walk out what I'm saying. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. So like, your words are giving divine empowerment to someone else. Yeah. So when I'm like, Caden, you're an amazing friend, he, it literally empowers him to be an amazing friend. Right. Yeah. yeah. So even if you see a weakness in a friend, totally. call out the opposite and your words can literally empower them. That, that idea is still like overwhelming to me that we can literally build and divinely empower with what we say. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So good. Sorry, I got preachy, but that's you do I get love preachy. it. I'm better. passionate so about that. Hey, you better on. preach, bitch. You better, better preach, bitch. The Lord. It's really says the Lord. It's really interesting too that that like dynamic because as Dylan said, like, hey, if you want something out of somebody, you call it out in them, and you get imparted it. At the same time, as you call something out, they get imparted from the Lord. So it's like this twofold, this twofold like cycle of not only is is God going to impart grace and empowerment to that person for what you're calling out, but you're also going to be receiving it at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So basically, essentially. As you do that in others, the Lord is doing it to you. Yeah. And so yeah. as he's doing it to them, he's also doing it to you. And so it's this really powerful thing that you are, are stepping into when you're going like, hey, you're an amazing communicator. And then the Lord's going like, oh, yeah, well, so are you. You know, yeah. you're like you're casting exactly and you're receiving it. at That's the same exactly time. It. Exactly. What a paradigm of the gospel. You know, it's the same the same kind of thing. So and I love it. Often, the, well, I wouldn't say often, always the most encouraging person in the room is the most confident person in yeah, the room. Yeah. And I would say is the most prophetic person in the room. Totally. Thank you. I would say both. Did you just say thank you? <laughs> I wasn't saying it to you. <laughs> wow. I was saying in the room, which could be Courtney, it could be Kate, it could be myself. Oh my gosh, that was so Courtney funny. is extremely prophetic. She is. Yeah, so she is extremely prophetic. Good. I love it. I but love yeah, it. honor your friends. Like, what do you admire yeah. about them? And don't assume that they know right. that you do it. It doesn't take anyone special to call out the gold in somebody's life. No. If you see a weakness in somebody's life, I would actually challenge listeners, if you see a weakness, start speaking the opposite over them. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because your words, again, impart grace to them. Yeah. I would even encourage listeners to start to carry this perspective, like it costs you nothing mm-hmm. to speak life over people. 
And because if you start to understand that the Lord has enough for me and you and you and Courtney and everybody listening to this podcast, the Lord has more than enough for all of us. Like we'll stop being stingy with what we feel like we have. So like yeah. if I'm saying like, yo, you're such a good communicator, it doesn't take any way from anything away from me as a communicator, mm-hmm. you know, and like believing that fully is like, it doesn't cost me anything to speak mm-hmm. this honor into somebody's life. It doesn't, it doesn't burden mm-hmm. me to speak life into Tracy at all. And it takes nothing away from me. If, mm-hmm. if anything, what we're doing is we're edifying the body, mm-hmm. which as a whole is the perspective we should be carrying as a whole, the body of Christ we're glorifying, uplifting, and advancing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's honestly the goal. It's so good. So true. I want to ask yeah. you guys, what, what what time are we at, Court? You're at hour. Perfect. Well, one last question. I want to ask you guys, what is one of your favorite um, biblical examples of friendship? Like either characters in the Bible or a story or a scripture? You know, I really like Zephaniah's relationship with. I'm kidding. I have no idea. Just like, wait, where is he going with that? You're like, I really like Job's. Just the fact that he said Zephaniah at first. I really love how the whale and Jonah. It really had a special bond because it says like, I will be in you as you are in me, and Jonah Jonah is in in the the whale, and they were one. Like you and the Father are one. Says the Lord. No, Tracy, you can have a real answer. I was was killing time while while you could. I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah. Do you want me to make yeah, another joke? Do well, don't, you have, don't you have an answer for <laughs> the question? Couple, no, I was killing see, time. He's, doing, he's killing time because he doesn't have one, so he's hoping <laughs> no, that, yeah, he's trying to let you go. I so have, that when I have you a go, go-to, but I wanted you to go first. David and John. I would say, <laughs> oh, I have two. I have two answers. Get, he asked for one. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give Share both. both. I want to hear both. Yeah, I'll give both. That was sarcasm, guys. I'm I mean, I love, I love Jesus' relationship with John. For sure. That, I was going to say that. Okay. Yeah. I think it's so unique. I think it's so special. John understood his access to the Lord in a way that the other disciples didn't know and weren't aware of. And so because of that understanding, his relationship looked different. Um, and it just goes for all of us. You all have access, but like your your understanding, your intimacy will determine what you walk out pending. And so I, I preach something very similar. I love it. That's That you that's heard a, me preach a few days ago. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> just, I love how he just totally dismantles your authority there by going, "You stole that from me." Yeah. You can cut that part out. No. Yeah, but no, I, I love I love John's relationship love with Jesus. Just you can cut that part out. Like it's just so easy just to be cutting please, things please, out. I love I love John's relationship I did with Jesus. That a few days ago. He did. We he there. did. I love John's relationship with Jesus because John understood his access for sure. Yeah. I also yeah. love Enoch's relationship with God. And I think it's really specific and unique because Enoch never actually physically died. He was mm. so caught up in his relationship with the Lord that he he was whisked away. Yeah. You know, like he never experienced physical death. And so there's something really unique and interesting about that. But I love that he just walked with the Lord in such an intimacy and in an awareness that we all have access to, but we're growing and understanding and how we live it out. So those are the two examples. That's beautiful. I think the example that I would go with, which is kind of like the cliche one, but this has actually been speaking to me a lot, um, is the idea of like Adam's friendship with God before the fall. Yeah. Which is not necessarily yeah. two people, wow. but that's just been speaking to me like his friendship with the Lord more than you, but also with people potentially of like so often we identify our walks with the Lord like after the fall. Yes. Like Adam, like the fall of man, the fall of man, the fall of man. And for me, it's getting back like, what does it look like to be a friend of God? Because that enables you to be um, a good friend of people. Like I always say like, love God best so you can love people good. Um, So it starts with loving God first really well. Um, so you see this picture of Adam walking with God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's on him. Skip over it. That's on him laughing. Um, 
So did you get that quote from yourself? <laughs> I want to go back. I'm trying. To, oh, okay. I'm trying to share my heart. For right sure. Now. I'm so sorry. So you have this picture of Adam walking with God every day with friendship, like they co-created, they walked together, they, they named the animals, and I just mm-hmm. that's just really intriguing to me about friendship, or like what it looks like to do life together. He was unashamed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to go back to naked. I, I I do prefer the coverings and clothes that we have. I know people have different views on that, but please I love stop, that. Please stop plugging your clothing brand on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do love the idea of that friendship, that's cool. especially with God. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ken? I love, there's two examples I love. I love what Tracy said. I love his friendship with John, and John mm-hmm. refers to himself as the one that Jesus loved. That's so cool. I, mean, I think it's really cool because no other, like, we don't see that anywhere else in Scripture. And a lot of people can look at that like, oh, this dude is just out of pocket for saying that. Like, yeah. But he's not, he's speaking out of identity. Yeah. He's speaking out of, like, what he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, he had just a revelation about the Father's love for yeah. him. And so I think... I love that aspect. I love that friendship. But I also love Peter and Jesus because I love mm-hmm. what you see with Peter and Jesus. You see um, Jesus telling Peter, I'll build my church on you. Like I'll build I'll build what we're going to do here in the future on you. And then also going, get behind me, Satan. And I love the, like, the dichotomy of, of that mm-hmm. friendship and that relationship of Beautiful. being like, let me speak life over you of what's going to happen. And then let me rebuke what you're doing that's keeping you from that. Yeah. And I think that's like, that is an mm-hmm. essence of a good friend. And that's mm-hmm. what even we all do together is like, we say like, hey, that's not you. Stop doing that. That's yeah. not you. This is what you are. And this yeah. is what God's going to do in your life. And this is who your identity is. And so I love, I love that picture. It's um, good. Simply. But I think that's all for us today. That's about an hour and how much? Hour and twelve. Wow. So good. We could still go. That went so quick too. That was it awesome. Went very fast. I think Did you want to correct the the quote that you or is or is that what was so I'm what not I sure said? What, you're talking about. what I said was love God best, so yeah. you can love people good. What I mean and by that is I that the better you, you the no, better I, you love God, yeah, the no. better you will love people. That's yeah, it. for sure. That's just a great quote. That's <laughs> it sure yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can finish closing. Sorry yeah. about that. Do you mind? One last question for us. What are some red flags in friendships um, that you would say, uh, maybe it's time that you step away from this friendship. It's not healthy. Um, there's no fruit in it. And potentially it's holding you back. Um, yeah, I think I think my thing, which I apply this to relation, romantic relationships too, but look at patterns, not potential. Yeah. Like look at the patterns in their life. And as soon as you know that they are influencing you more than you influencing them, that's a red flag to me in the sense of, there's a verse, which I'm sure Tracy knows the address, but it says, Bad character corrupts good yeah. habits. 1 Corinthians 15, Verse 33. 33, okay. Yeah. Um, but it says bad character corrupts good habits, meaning that if you're about, around bad characters, people that are not walking with the Lord, it'll start to corrupt the way you do life. Yeah. So to me, those are the red flags. Of like what are the standards of Scripture? Are To me, are the people that you're doing life with living according to the Scriptures? Yeah. So to me, the Bible's the standard to me. So if I'm around friends that are always getting drunk, those aren't going to be my friends. So sooner or later, I'm going to say, okay, well, it's okay for believers to do that because that's all that I'm surrounded by. I'm going to step yeah. back and say, actually, no, that's not how I see Scripture. That's not maybe beneficial. Are the people I'm around helping my walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they adding to my walk with the Lord? Am I leaving um, like wanting to walk with the Lord more? That right. question in turn, regardless of where your walk is with the Lord, do I leave <laughs> wanting to love the Lord more mm-hmm. or not? Yeah, so that's good. good. My dad always said growing up, uh, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that's that's a crazy thought. When I was a kid, obviously I didn't like process it, but as I've gotten older, it's been one of the most like powerful thoughts that resonates through my mind um, as I go about life and, and relationships with people. Is 
um, does this person look like how I want to look? Yeah. AKA, does this person look like Jesus? And realizing um, in your life that people don't around you um, is a sobering thought. But I also want to say this too, like in friendships, there are times where it is time to move on. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a bully, like there's a listener here that needs to know that like you can forgive somebody and not let them keep walking all over you. Mm-hmm. Like forgive somebody and move on in, in grace and love. And I think if you can forgive somebody and then distance yourself from them as you've, as you've been able to notice those red flags, like this person may be toxic. I see no fruit. Um, I see no fruit of the spirit in this person. Um, I see this person holding me back. I see this person um, speaking not things of the Lord over mm-hmm, me. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to draw that line to forgive them. Don't move forward unless you if you still have like offense in your heart. Mm-hmm. Move forward, and you have like full permission to be able to step away in grace and love from that person to begin to distance yourself. And potentially yeah. even have the conversation. Like yeah. I would say, like if it's somebody super close to you, being like, yeah. "Hey, this is where I'm going. Yeah, like this is what I'm pursuing right now." And I feel like sometimes our friendship is actually holding me back mm-hmm. from that. So I don't really know what else to do except maybe distance myself a bit because this is where I want to go. And I'm not sure where you're going. Totally. And you you never know how they'll respond. Maybe that's the invitation that they're needing to go after what you're so going. Like what you're saying, even communicating if they're close to you because there's nothing worse than like just cutting somebody off and being like, I'm yeah, done exactly. with you. Yeah. For sure. And you don't see Jesus do that. No. Um, but I do think that I think a lot of your points are fantastic. I mean, my only summary would be it's like if there's no desire to continue growing in their relationship with the Lord, then I think it is okay to part ways, Mm -hmm. you know, but you also see like, I think you have to also ask yourself like, how do, how do we part ways best? You know, like, cause I think people do it healthily and I think people do it unhealthily. Um, and I think you always want to end on a really positive note in the sense of, if there needs to be reconciliation, then you can establish that and then you can move on. Yeah. Tracy, where is that? Is it in Acts where Paul and Barnabas go separate ways? Oh, yeah. It's towards like think, the <clears throat> middle of Acts. Like, I think it's Acts 16. That's always such an interesting scripture to me because it, they talk about how they were doing so many good things together. For sure. And then they get in like one disagreement and they decide to go separate ways. And yeah. my thought has always been like, I feel like there's two ways you can look at it. Like they had an agreement and they couldn't figure it out. So they went separate ways. Right. Or I think maybe you can look at it a separate way and go, hey, maybe God was calling them in separate ways. If it is time to split ways with somebody, there is evidence that is you can do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the future, mend, like when he calls Barnabas. That's back, what I was saying you know? too. Like in scripture, it says, obviously be friends with people in darkness, but if they're affecting you, then it's not the time yet. Right. right. So often exactly. I'll say like, God will often call you out of it for a season. Yeah. To make sure that you're able to go back and not be influenced. So yeah. it's 100%. Yeah. But summary, as soon as you know that they're influencing you yeah. or the right. negative, totally. that's the time to set up a That's boundary. the red flag. And, yeah. And I would encourage you, make sure you're just we're just not burning bridges out here. Like we're not just like yeah. lighting things on fire, hurting people, yeah. moving on. Like, you know, I'm, I'm holier and more righteous than you. I can't For be sure. around you, you pig. Like just let's not – let's walk in love yeah, and let's grace and let's not burn bridges because that <laughs> – because that bridge is a bridge that I think potentially the Lord will have you walk back again to yeah. call those people back to where he's been working mm-hmm. on you too. Absolutely. So, so good. I think it's important. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. That's going to be it for today. I thanks love for you. having us. I love this podcast yeah. and what you're doing. Thank bro. you, brother. Same. I, I love you. It. It's a privilege to be on here. You guys are both two of my closest friends in the whole world. I love you both so much. The fact that you both would take time out of your vacation to come hang out and do this podcast really means the world to me. And I just want to say, like, publicly on this podcast, I honor you both so much. I look up to you both so much. I'm encouraged by you both so much. Dylan, how you live your life, how you um, how you communicate 
And um, at the same time, how much fun you are has encouraged me and released me into many things in my life. Uh, Tracy, your revelation of friendship has, like I said in this podcast, has shifted my life and perspective on friendship as well as my perspective on the Father. And um, I'm just grateful for both of you guys. I honor you both. I'm in your corner you. forever. Like you guys already know that. But I love you tons. Thanks for coming on love today. You. It's a privilege to be on. And I think I can speak for both of us that we learned a lot from you it's and true. from each other. So it was, true. it was a good time. Yeah. It's fun to learn with you guys as we do every day. Likewise. I love you, boys. Love, love you. you guys. Thank you so. Hey, much. listeners, thanks so much. Thank you so <laughs> Thank you much. so much. Thank you so <laughs> much. Listeners, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Love you tons. Peace. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.